Hello, hello. You are listening to The Gist, and I'm your host, Chris Vetrano, here every week breaking down all the things that happen in pop culture. And today, start spreading the news because Roni is back. We are in a new era of New York, and I've got a lot to say about it. Um, we met all the new ladies last night on the premiere. So this is season 14, technically, but it felt like season one. And I've got so much to say. So we're going to break that down today. And then at the end of the episode, I have a bit of an announcement. So stay tuned for that. Um, But let's just get right into it because today is all about Roni. And um, of course, I'm talking about Real Housewives of New York as we enter into this new era. I am thrilled. Okay. I know going into it, this has been a hot topic online. Going into it, a lot of people are feeling like they're not really ready to give Roni a chance in this new era because they miss our legacy OGs. I get it, right? We miss our Dorindas. We miss our Jill Zarens. We miss, miss our Bethany's. And um, we missed our Sonia and Luann's, but... Thankfully, the Bravo gods have delivered Crappy Lake. If you guys aren't watching this, by the way, so good. It's, I mean, it's, it is the simple life on like a modern day simple life, but it's just, it's taking the best qualities of Luann and Sonia and just amplifying it like crazy on this, this platform. And I just, I couldn't be happier to, you know, see see them back on our screens and just see them in this format because Welcome to Crappy Lake is such a good series and I hope that we get many more seasons of it. And I don't know really know how that will work given that it's, you know, in Crappy Lake and they can only go once, but I am really hopeful that we get some kind of continuation of this series because it's so good. And if you aren't watching, do so ASAP. But, um, but yeah, you know, going into this new era of Roni, I get that there's a lot of feelings. There's a lot about, you know, these ladies feel young. They feel like maybe they're, you know, a lot of them are sort of influencers or, uh, you know, Instagram models. And so people were like, this doesn't feel like real housewives. This just feels like, you know, not, not the glamorous high society women that we came to know and love about Roni. But as soon as it started, guys, it just, it felt fresh. It felt right. It felt fresh. These women, you know, it was like, I mean, I think it's hard, right? Like you're watching this for the first time. You've obviously got the old OG women and our previous housewives to compare it to and think about, you know, are these, who is who, right? Is is Aaron the, the Heather Thompson or the Bethany one? Because she's got kind of this like business, no nonsense business attitude. But really, the more that you watch it, there is no comparison. These women stand on their own. They are their own sort of characters, individual to themselves, and they truly are great for television. And ultimately, that's what we're looking for. So bravo to the EPs, Andy Cohen and his and his group, because they have found it. They have found a new fresh take on New York. And so getting right into the ladies, you know, it opens um, immediately. We need to be introduced to these new women. And so we start with Bryn. She's a firecracker. She's single. She's definitely going to stir the stir up the trouble. Um, her tagline, you know, uh, what is it? Don't don't make me mad or I'll date your dad or something like I like to have fun, but don't make me mad or I'll date your dad. It's so classic. 
Um, you know, and instantly I was like, oh, she's the Sonia Morgan. She's the life of the party, you know, whatever. But um, again, she she stands on her own. We got so much from her in this first episode. Um, and then we're introduced, of course, to Jenna. Everyone knew Jenna going in because of her, you know, fashion background with J. Crew. She was she's so iconic in the fashion industry. So, you know, they're really showing her in her intro as this boss bitch. She's just like, she's taking names. I loved her, her dog is drinking coffee. Although I, I'm saying I love that, but also is that a problem? Like, I feel like giving dog a, dogs a coffee or giving dogs a coffee. I mean, I guess so. But giving a dog coffee um, is wrong, right? Am I wrong in that? So, I mean kudos for her for putting it on screen but i know i don't know what that does to that little cutie chihuahua popeye um but of course we're all excited to see jenna and so that's the one that i think everyone sort of knew going in then we get jessel uh she's a publicist and apparently never lets us forget it um and jessel she's got you know her husband she's got her you know fam her mom is in the episode so we're getting like she's kind of got this family dynamic um, very interested in her. She also uh, grew up in the UK and in London. And she, um, I noticed all of a sudden she kind of had this Dorit quality where she was super New York, like in her intro and in some of the like first um, scenes that she was in. And then in the scene with her mom, she started talking and like she would slip into these like British accents and it was very Dorit um, in that way. And so I kind of love it uh, because it also feels like it's authentic because that's where she grew up and now she's a New Yorker. So she's kind of got this like mix where she goes in and out. I think depending on what she's saying, what she's talking about and probably who she's talking to. Um, so we get Jessel, then we get Sai. So her job is she is an influencer. Um, I wasn't sure if Sai was single or not until later in the episode we met her husband. Um, but she seems like she's definitely kind of on her own. She's does her own thing. She's an influencer. We saw her kids in her brownstone. Um, she seems to be doing very well for herself. So uh, and she's gorgeous. And so Sai is one of our new ladies. Uh, and then we get Uba, who is a uh, model. And later learn, actually, I don't think that they ever talk about it on the show because I don't know why they would, but um, we learned on Watch What Happens Live that she's actually Chanel Ayan from Real Housewives of Dubai. She's Chanel's cousin. So these two models ended up being Real Housewives. Neither one of them knew that they were like in talks to do it because it was like the casting was happening like at the same time. And they both ended up getting cast in the Real Housewives franchise. Uh, in different cities. And so um, that's kind of fabulous. And, you know, hopefully we get some kind of crossover there and the, and the ladies get together. Um, but they are cousins. Um, and Uba is single. And then Erin, who is, like I said earlier, she's kind of like, at first I was like, okay, she's kind of got like a Heather Thompson vibe. She's very like, you know, no nonsense. Um, but she's also the most New York. I can just tell like she's she's got this like real New Yorker vibe to her. Um, very family focused. Um, she's a realtor. Uh, I guess she works with um, Frederick from Million Dollar Listing. She's like part of his team. Um, and so they don't talk again, don't talk about that. But we we learned that off off camera, um, which is interesting. Her Instagram also says that she's an interior designer. So I don't know exactly what she's doing, but um, seems to be doing well. 
um, and definitely like was loving her fashions. I, I got a good vibe from Aaron. I feel like Aaron, I'm going to really vibe with, but I honestly, I vibed with all of them. I mean, Bryn was incredible. She's incredible TV. You know, Jenna is obviously going to be great. Um, you know, and Aaron, I loved, and then Uba just seems like so much fun. Sai, you know, was already stirring up drama and trouble. Um, Jessel's probably the one that sat in the back the most for me where I didn't see her sort of like in the mix, but it's episode one. So I'm excited for these ladies. I did love their, the new intro, very sexy. Whoever's creative directing on this new season is doing a fabulous job. Um, very sexy introductions. And, you know, as they do their title cards and stuff throughout the episode, very, you know, up updated feels nice. Um, I also love, you know, our housewives and all of our cities, they always have their like, you know, their peach or their apple or their diamond or their orange. Um, and they all, you know, hold it forward in the intro. And this is the first time none of them are doing that, right? Like you can tell they really like decided we're not doing that. They're all kind of like have a different sort of pose. Some of them are holding it more to the side. Some of them are, you know, uh, Uba has like the most unfortunate one because she's kind of like weirdly gripping it. She's got like that, you know, where you're trying to get a pickle out of the jar. She's like holding the top of the apple in this like really weird. I was like, that wasn't the best one. But Jenna right in the middle just tosses her apple up and catches it. I mean, iconic, iconic. So love the new sexy intro. Um, and then I just loved, you know, we get right into it. It's like instantly the girls are coming over. They are, you know, rehashing some stuff that had happened previously, um, which, you know, gives us a little take of like what's going on. Is there backstory with these girls? Do they truly know each other? And let's be honest, these girls did not really know each other going into filming. They're there are loose connections. There are people that knew each other through the New York sort of social scene and different webs of, you know, fashion industry, et cetera, that kind of knew of each other, knew each other lightly. Some of them were like friends of friends. Um, and so it, they really needed that this cast to sort of like come together. And so I think that, you know, we also know that there was another cast member at one point who uh, had some problematic ways and was let go from the show. And so I think that there was some areas where they maybe showed up to do some test filming together. And they the ladies had gotten together a few times before we're actually like in this first episode. And so, um, you know, we're, we're getting a little bit of backstory, which helps because we got right off into the races. And what I love is like, we're not talking about like, you know, really dark sort of things that in some of our housewives lately, it's just like, it's getting so dark, you know, the stuff going on in Atlanta right now with um, the shooting at Candy's place. And it's just like, there's really dark stuff that they're fighting about. And we're not getting that. We're getting a feud over, first of all, the first part is we get to see um, that Aaron and Bryn are clearly feuding and Bryn's kind of telling the ladies that, um, you know, oh, she's, she's mad at me because I didn't go to this restaurant, which um, we've later learned is this restaurant called Ketch in NYC. And Ketch is like a seafood restaurant in New York. And it does like get some social like clout. Uh, but I guess as these ladies are calling it, it's like very 2006. Um, it's very D-list celebrities that go there. And so uh, Bryn is like, I wouldn't be caught dead there. And Aaron like had a reservation for us there. So I, I bowed out. 
And so Aaron's mad that she bowed out and went somewhere else. And I just couldn't believe how many times they were talking about this restaurant and they just kept bleeping it out. And of course it's going to come out online as to what it is. And I'm just so curious, like how many people are going to go to this restaurant now, or if it's going to be like bad for the restaurant because they really are talking about, I mean, at one point Bryn says our Olive Garden is chicer than catch. And so <laughs> You know, who knows what we're going to end up getting from that. But I, I definitely see why we had to bleep it out after hearing all of the opinions of this restaurant. Um, but Bryn and Sai ended up going to a chicer, more fabulous place um, for dinner. And that really rubbed Aaron the wrong way. And so Aaron's talking to Uba about it and is like, yeah, I didn't love that. And Bryn's talking to uh, Jessel and Sai and is like, yeah, I guess she's like mad at me over that. And um and then, so we we are off to the races knowing that there's that feud brewing. Then Bryn also throws some fuel on the fire to throw Aaron under the bus to talk about how um, she, apparently Aaron had said something to her about how Sai was at a party and was really like disturbed or thought it was, quote, so weird that this party was serving a cheese plate. And so now we're fighting over cheese. So first we're fighting over which restaurant somebody um, made a reservation at. And then in the same scene, we end up in a feud over cheese. And it's like, oh, we're back. Oh, this just feels like the petty shit that we have missed on Roni. Um, and so I love it. So now we're fighting over cheese. Um, and then uh, we kind of like, you know, get through some other introduction episodes. We, you know, get into Jenna. We kind of get to know her. She gives us all the reasons why we should love her and talking about how the Obama, um, Michelle Obama had worn J. Crew and how she had been there and how she started her career at J. Crew and where she sort of ended. And, you know, she's she's giving us her resume because she needs to and it's important. And um, and so we get, you know, a little a little Jenna Lyons and um and then uh, Aaron is sort of describing her at one point and she says, you know, she's she's an oddball. She's like this very, she's like an enigma or something. And she's like, she doesn't like dill, but she loves parsley. And I just love like, that's that's what makes her so odd. Because um, P.S. I don't really like dill either, but I don't mind parsley. So um, I don't know what that makes somebody odd. Um, or she does, she likes olives, but not the black ones. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, I don't like any olives and I know that that's wrong because Castle Vetrano is like essentially my, my namesake, but, um, but I don't like olives, but I get also why, like if someone likes an olive and they don't like a, a black olive, black olives are not really olives and they're disgusting. So, um, but yeah, apparently that is what makes her this like enigma. Um, and I, and I just love it. Uh, she's, Jenna's walking us through her house cause she's hosting a, a dinner or a girl's night, um, a girl's night in, and she has a, a fashion theme. So she's told everyone to wear khaki and black. And she's telling us that when uh, she was at J crew, she used to do a fashion Friday where they would do a theme. And she's like, you know, we would say like somebody, you know, wear khaki and people would just come in like the most outrageous versions of khaki with like fur and you know, sparkles and, and all the things. So they would really do it up. So she was really excited to host it with these ladies. And then she was let down because pretty much every lady except for Uba wore, um, just wore black. Um, and, and no one really could understand the khaki theme of like, oh, well, khakis are like not chic. So I'm not wearing that. Um, and she's like, it's khaki as a color, not like you don't have to wear khakis. Um, but you know, it's, she comes from J. Crew, So one would assume 
Um, and so she's uh, hosting this night. And of course, like throughout the episode, we get like a lot of buildup. We, the cheese plate, the cheese, as they're calling it, cheese gate is, you know, being dissected. The ladies are kind of preparing. They're having various conversations as they're getting ready. Um, and so then they come over um, and Jenna gives us uh, a tour of her home and my God, the closet um, she gives Aaron the the realtor the the tour, and you know Aaron was like, "It's very Jenna Lyons," which apparently means that the what did she say? The closet is the size of a bedroom, and the bedroom is like half the size of the apartment, and so it's very unique in that only somebody like a Jenna could could really love that apartment. But it's decorated to the nines. Her closet is impeccable. I mean there's like a, its own special shoe closet, which is crazy. Um, I think she said that she has like 380 pairs of shoes or something like that. Um, and you know, she's in fashion. So of course she does. And, um, she's, I get the sense that she's like a bit of a Miranda Priestly, um, that like behind the scenes, she's probably pretty difficult. Um, but she comes across really light in this episode. So I'm interested to see if that, if that continues, um, because like, even at one point the ladies had tried on some of her clothes and I got the sense that like, she was not loving that, but like, was very aware that the cameras were capturing her. And so she was like playing it like cool girl, like, you know, yeah, it's fine. But then I think she was like, get those off of your bodies instantly. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll see how that uh, comes to be, but has a great house, has this like guy chef and friend who's there making all the cheese. Cause of course she's got to have a cheese board. She, she came prepared. She knew that there was like a little cheese incident. And so she of course served a cheese board with cheese fondue and it was all going to be about cheese. Um, and she does like a little uh, game because of course housewives in order to like really stir things up, you kind of have to have like some kind of like party trick. You got to have a game. You got to play like, you know, three truths and a lie. You got to do something that's going to like spark some conversations that are going to like throw some gasoline on the fire. And so she does like this like game where all the girls have a question that they have to ask. Um, they're all sex related questions. Um, and so it's really fun at first. You're getting like a little glimpse at some of these ladies, uh, you know, how freaky they might be. Jessel was awfully quiet, just teasing that, putting that out there. I think that there's more to come there, but she was awfully quiet in that conversation. Um, but the other ladies definitely were not shy, which I love. Um, and then at some point it's like a question about sex turns into just the, our first, our first group argument. Um, Aaron just goes right in on Bren and is like, oh yeah, you've got diarrhea of the mouth. And then we're off to the races. So we're talking about the rumor that Bryn has now said that Sai had an issue with the cheese. Uh, everyone's like, okay, I think we're beyond that, right? Like Sai's eating cheese. So I think we get it. Like we're over that. Um, but then it starts talking again about the restaurant and all of these things. And the other ladies are over it. So they're like, you know, can we like move on? And Aaron's like, no, let's, you know, if, if everyone's ready to move on, Bryn, you and I, let's go in the other room and finish this. And, uh, you know, again, she's no nonsense. Um, she came to battle and I love that. Bryn was a little nervous about the whole thing. Um, so they end up in Jenna's room on the bed. And that was the only time that I kind of got a little glimpse of like old Roni. It was giving me vibes of 
uh, when Jill and Ramona had to have their, you know, kind of come to Jesus of are you we friends or not? And they were on the bed and, you know, it ultimately ends with, uh, it doesn't end well in that scene where Ramona's left, you know, crying on the bed and Jill's like, I can't deal with it. And, you know, she's, she's upset and they leave. This one does end well because ultimately, you know, Aaron's like, Bryn's just like harmless. And Bryn's like, I get it. She, she made this horrible reservation, but it wasn't about the place. It was about wanting to spend time together and I get it. And it was, I was wrong. And so they end up like sort of hashing it out, working it out. And then they have like a little funny moment where they're trying on Jenna's clothes and they broke Jenna's chair in the closet that they said was probably, you know, 20 grand. Um, although I think that chair was broken to begin with. There was like nothing that actually held the the bottom cushion in. So I think that chair was just for looks. Um, but yeah, so we're getting we're getting that. They they go out, they're, you know, they're gonna like, oh, we're gonna pretend like we're fighting. And she goes out and all the ladies are like, wait, what's going on? And Aaron comes out, she can't, she can't kind of keep the ruse going. And um, and they have like a nice fun moment to sort of end the night. And so, you know, that was our that was our first episode. I I felt like it was it started with a bang. Uh, you know, we got a good a good chunk of like individual moments with each person that we can kind of like understand who's who what their individual personalities are what we potentially might get from some of them jenna's the only one that i didn't get like a lot of her sort of like individual storyline like she's in the mix um you know it was interesting on watch what happens live andy asked the question if um in in a game agree or disagree of the ladies do they feel like there's a queen bee and they all said that they didn't feel like it. Well, not they all. Uba and Bryn both said that they did, and they both feel like they're both the queen bees, which just tells you a lot about their personalities, which I think is going to be really fun to see. But, and you know, when Bryn's uh, tagline came out, everyone online was like, Bryn's our new queen, including me. Um, I'm on threads now, guys. Um, and so I was threading about how like Bryn was our new queen, and now I'm realizing like how that was feeding her ego and how she... I mean, that is exactly what she wants, um, which is only going to be, I mean, she potentially is our, I thought she was our new Sonia, but she might be our new Ramona in terms of like ego, um, which will be wonderful to see. Um, but I actually, if I was to pick a queen bee, I think it's Jenna. I don't think that Jenna knows these women that well. Um, I think that like, you know, she was cast on and she's trying her best to get to know these women and be a part of the friend circle. But I get the sense though, that all the other women sort of look at her as like the matriarch of the group. Um, and so we'll see, we'll see if that happens, if that, you know, continues and remains true. Um, but I'm excited about it. And I just overall, you know, it was nice to see the NYC backdrop again. I mean, there's so many shows out there and there's so many housewives too. And there is just something thrilling about New York City. And when you see the city and you see these women sort of interacting in the city and the fact that they're having an argument over like what restaurants are hot still, you know, that's just so New York. And um, so it was nice to be back in NYC. And like I said, these women are not comparable to the OGs. It felt fresh. It felt new. It felt, it really feels like this cast and this new version of the show is really going to stand on its own. And so I'm super excited about that. Um, you know, obviously there's characters that I miss from our OGs. Um, and I'm looking forward to our ultimate girls trip, like NY, uh, Roni legacy, but I, I do worry that like, 
you know, what happens when that's done? Like, am I going to miss, you know, seeing Jorinda make it nice or Luann, you know, being cool and not all uncool and, you know, and, but who knows, like maybe there's a hybrid world where these women all come back together. It's, it's, it's season 14. So, you know, Luann's come back before and maybe she comes back again with, and spars with Jenna, you know, who knows? So, um, I, I, but I do think that these women are definitely standing on their own. And I feel like, you know, the other cast member of this new season was the fashion. Um, you know, they all were bringing it. It was really uh, to a new level. I mean, even in some of their like more sort of comfortable scenes where they were just sort of lounging and like getting together. I just felt like they all were like really rocking the fashion and they were really amplifying it to the next level. It was, it was very reminiscent of Dubai in that way where like in Dubai, they're always dressed to the nines. And I feel like these women really brought it. Um, and so I think that that was, that was fun. I think we're going to get a lot more of that. And, you know, if, uh, yes, we had a, a fight about cheese and we had a fight about a restaurant. Um, and so there was like a little bit of drama, but it's like petty drama, you know, and in the, judging from the preview, it doesn't feel like it's going to get so dark. It looks like we're going to get some like fireworks and some sparks. Um, but ultimately there's nothing offensive. It's not like, you know, Ramona, like, you know, making offensive Jewish jokes at, you know, a Seder dinner or, you know, like just some of the things that got really problematic in the previous couple of seasons and with some of those old women. And, um, and I don't mean old in age, don't come for me. I meant, you know, the OG women. Um, and so it's, it's nice. It's like, it feels like we're going to get some good stuff from, from these ladies. And overall, I just felt like New York is back. Guys, we're back. We've got New York. I'm so excited about the season to come and I couldn't be more thrilled. So that is episode one of our new era of New York. What are your thoughts? You know, sound off in the comments, sound off uh, in my DMs on socials. I, I would really like to know what you guys are thinking because, you know, I follow a lot of the, the Bravo sort of folks that recap stuff and, and tweet a lot of stuff. A lot of them have been on the podcast um, before with me. And I know what their hot takes are, right? But I kind of am interested, like, what do more people think? I want to hear from you guys. Like, what are you guys thinking about this new cast? Are you missing the old? Do you feel like these women are on their own and starting it fresh and new? Um, let me know. Um, and then uh, I, I mentioned at the top of the episode, we were going to make a little bit of an announcement. So I'm going to switch gears uh, before we end our, our Roni recap episode. Um, and I'm going to announce that, you know, I took a little bit of a hiatus from the recap uh, episodes that I was dropping on Monday, which is this one, uh, for example. And, you know, before I took the break, Atlanta just wasn't popping for me. I wasn't feeling like there was enough meat to talk about in OC. Um, and ultimately, I just, I didn't feel like I had my spark with my, with my Bravo characters the way that I used to. And so I wanted to take a little bit of a summer hiatus while we waited for Roni. Um, and I promised that I would be back to recap Roni. And here we are. Thanks for waiting. Um, and I, over the time, I realized, you know, this is a pop culture podcast and I want to cover all things pop culture. And a lot of that does include Bravo. And so, um, you know, I'm going to continue to do that. But I also want to make sure that I still cover 
the run of the gamut of pop culture and bring the things that I love about pop culture to the podcast and to all of you. And so, um, we're going back to uh, kind of the original format of the podcast where we release our new episodes on Thursdays. And on Thursdays, we might have interviews, we might have an episode dedicated to a hot topic or, you know, recapping a new show like this one. Um, and I'm not going to do the regular recaps as much as I was doing them before, because one, I was losing my joy in watching and I don't want to, I don't want this to become joyless because I feel like when it is, it's going to be joyless for me and joyless for you in listening. And there are so many podcasts that recap our Bravo shows. If you need some recommendations of them, I've got a lot. And I listen to a lot of them. Um, if you listen to my last week's episode with Amy Phillips, she literally recaps Bravo shows every single day. So if you listen to her podcast, you can listen Monday through Friday to Drama Darling, and you can hear everything that you need to hear uh, from her opinions about the Bravo shows. And there are so many people that do it, and they do it so well. So I was like, I'm going to leave that to them, because I love Bravo, and I want to talk about Bravo with you, and we are still going to kiki on Bravo all the time. And like I said, we're still going to do special episode recaps when there's a special premiere, when there's, you know, a big finale, if there's another Scandaval, oh dear. Um, I don't know if my heart can take it right now, but if there's another Scandaval, I will bring you the recaps on Scandaval. Like, I will bring you what is hot in pop culture. And that's what the gist is here to do. And so I'm going to continue to do that. Um, but I also want to interview fun guests. I want to have conversations with people that have really made impacts in pop culture or that are about to make a big impact in culture in pop culture. Um, I've got a very special interview dropping this Thursday with who someone that I think is going to be one of the next big kind of things in uh, in movies and television. And she already is um, one of the biggest actresses uh, on a on a hit show right now. Um, spoiler alert. Um, but I think that she's going to be someone to watch. And so, you know, I want to bring you those things. I want to bring you the people to watch. I want to bring you the people of the past that have made huge impacts. Um, and I want to bring you what's hot on Bravo and in pop culture. And so we're going to continue to do that. We're just going to be doing it on Thursdays. Um, and so no need to adjust anything. If you have subscribed to the gist, they will still be available to you every Thursday. And, um, and we will have a lot more fun to come. So I'm um, going to be doing that. And I'm excited. I'm excited about it because, like I said, there's some really, really great guests coming up. Um, some major, major people uh, that have impacted me and my my love of pop culture. And I'm going to be having conversations with these people. It's like dream come true. Right. Um, and so more of that is going to be coming. Um, and I hope that you guys will be around to listen for it. Um, but that's our episode for today. Also, if you haven't checked out the last couple of weeks, we've had some really great guests. Like I mentioned, Amy Phillips, she's so incredible and so funny. She does these incredible uh, impersonations of the housewives. It all started with her impersonation of Rachel Zoe. If you have not seen that video, you have to check it out. Um, it literally, I was mimicking it all the time when it first came out. It was so funny. Um, so check that out. Uh, Bronwyn from Real Housewives of Orange County. I had her on. She just got engaged over the weekend uh, to her now fiance, Jen. Um, and so very excited that I had a conversation with her as she was preparing for that. 
Um, Brian Moylan, if you don't follow his recaps of The Real Housewives and all things Bravo, he is hysterical. Um, he has a weekly newsletter that he sends out, um, and you must subscribe to that. Um, but we had a great conversation, and like I said, lots more to come. So uh, thank you guys for continuing to listen. Uh, if you haven't yet, don't forget to rate the episodes so that I know that you're liking them. And then also uh, don't forget to subscribe so that you never miss an episode of The Gist. Uh, and you can follow me. I'm at CM Vetrano. I'm on Twitter. TikTok, Instagram, and I'm now on Threads. Um, so join me over there. And of course, uh, come back on Thursday for another uh, special interview. And uh, until then, I hope that you guys have a great week and we will be talking soon. Bye.